Hi, everybody, and welcome to Unified, a podcast feed from First Church Belmont Unitarian Universalist. We'll be sharing sermons and stories, especially thematic content made new every week. We're so glad you're here, and for more information about who we are and opportunities to grow and deepen, swing by the church on Sundays or check out our website at uubelmont.org. And for now, enjoy this new content. So I did not plan to see the Barbie movie. And I certainly never anticipated that I would be using it as the inspiration for a worship service. But I did, and I am. And I have found that I am not alone in this range of experiences. So what is it? What is it about this extraordinarily pink, unabashedly product-driven movie that has had so many people talking and writing and preaching about it? It turns out that Barbie, the movie, is a place that many have been able to experience an important piece of wisdom, where the absurd makes important satirical points. So in response to that, I will do my best not to disclose any aspects of the movie that have not already been publicly discussed. But please understand that uh, some spoilers may slip out. I worked really hard, but you just never know. And while I want to affirm the movie as a source of wisdom, know that there are plenty of critiques about its limitations. Barbie illustrates one of the problematic natures of white feminism. Even though it raises up the issue of the patriarchy, it systematically erases racism. At best, at best, it might make a passing mention to it. And the movie also reflects the reality of the gender binary inherent in the Barbie, in the Barbie, the commercial product. These toys reflect a strict gender binary of men and women and male and female. Non-binary, gender fluid, gender queer folks do not really exist in the mythical utopia of Barbie land. So supported by by the critiques, I declared that I had no interest in seeing the movie. I mean, really. What was the possibility of there being any socially redeeming message in the Barbie movie? Now, my assumption mirrored that of the movie's teenage character, Sasha. Early on, she says to Barbie, you set the feminist movement back 50 years, and you destroyed girls' innate sense of self-worth this angsty teenager says. But as often is the case, I was given multiple opportunities to reevaluate my hardline no stance. First, 
Shortly after its release, posts and commentary about the movie began appearing on my social media feeds. Lots of praise, but also lots of criticism, including the two that I just mentioned about racism and gender identity. And as I read article after article, my curiosity started to increase. Then came the chatter, the chatter from my colleagues. Who's seen the Barbie movie? Countless virtual hands of all genders were raised, many chiming in how much they enjoyed it. And then, then came the who's doing a newsletter article to let folks know that Barbie was co-written by and directed by a Unitarian Universalist, Greta Gerwig, you see. Gerwig's parents were married and she was dedicated at the Unitarian Society of Sacramento, California. So woo-hoo, it's you-you. <laughs> Examples of social media posts and newsletter articles started to materialize as if out of nowhere. Even my spouse was considering seeing it after he saw all the vitriol posts against it by the hardline conservative men. And so as Jay and I talked, we also were aware that our German exchange student was due to arrive any day. And when we asked if she was interested, she declared, yeah, I already saw it in German. I'd love to see it in English. <laughs> so my hard no became a reluctant yes. Though I will say that I did not bother finding any pink in my wardrobe to wear to the movie theater because there isn't any. So a little background on Barbie is in order. And I'm grateful to my many colleagues that have contributed to create kind of a historical database of information. <laughs> Who would have thunk it, right? So for over six decades, Barbie has been at the center of so many debates about women and culture. Before Barbie dolls were invented, girls played mostly with baby dolls, mimicking the traditional role of mother and caregiver. But in 1959, whew, 1959, Mattel began to market Barbie. This young adult age doll complete with breasts and high heels. In fact, so high that her feet don't touch, her heels don't touch the ground. And this gave girls a chance to imagine other roles, either beside or in addition to being a mom. Now the inventor Ruth Handler said she wanted her daughter Barbara to be able to see herself beyond the traditional expectations of girls in our society. According to the Straw Museum of Play, a reported, get this, 90% of American girls have at least one Barbie. And the average girl owns 10 of them. Now, despite the inventor's best intention for improving the imaginations and childhoods of girls, Barbie has been criticized for contributing to negative stereotypes about body image and unhealthy and unrealistic norms about female beauty. Over the years, much has been written about how Barbie's body has been particularly detrimental, 
to girls, especially to those that do not have fair European skin and features, claiming that she has helped to perpetuate a particular white Western stereotype ideal of female beauty. After two decades, it took two decades of protests in the 1980s, a few dolls with skin tones other than white began to appear. In an attempt to put Barbie on the right side of movements for female empowerment, Mattel eventually adopted the slogan, girls can do anything. And Barbie has gone on to hold over 200 jobs. She's very busy and very skilled. <laughs> there have been some additional Barbies added with different proportional body types and physical abilities. And in 2019, Mattel debuted a line of gender-neutral dolls called Creatable World. They came with a variety of clothing choices and two different wigs, one long, one short, mixing it up a little bit. Sadly, these dolls were not popular enough to continue manufacturing them. So while you can still find them on, through online retailers, they are no longer being made. And this brings me to a quick synopsis of the movie for those who have not seen it or a reminder for those of us who did. The basic plot is a coming-of-age Shiro journey type story. Stereotypical Barbie, played by uh, Margot uh, Robbie, the very blonde, tall, skinny, is the most popular of all the Barbies in Barbie land a utopia where each Barbie has an impressive job. As Helen Mirren's narrative Riley tells us, all problems of feminism and equal rights have been solved. The solution? They are the ones in charge. The Barbies have sleepovers every night during which they declare how beautiful and confident they feel. The Kens, played by Ryan Gosling and a whole host of other stars, among others, can exist only in relationship to Barbie. Stereotypical Barbie begins experiencing an existential crisis. In the middle of the dance floor, she shouts, have any of you ever, any of you ever thought about death? And the room stops. Those arched feet go flat. To combat these changes, she must venture into the real world. And Ken, who struggles with feeling like a mere accessory in Barbie's dream life, tags along as a stowaway in the Corvette. The real world is, well, real. Men in suits at Mattel, lead, led by Will Ferrell's CEO, make disingenuous speeches about female empowerment, and preteens dress down Barbie for wreaking havoc on their self-esteem. In this world, both Barbie and Ken go on quests of self-discovery. Harsh truths are revealed along the road to enlightenment. And that's when things get interesting. 
Ken goes back to Barbie land as fast as he can in order to establish this amazing thing he discovered called the patriarchy. And by the time that Barbie returns, Barbie land has been transformed into Kendom. A life, and life is very, very different from when she left. In addition to all of the commentary and criticisms, it's fascinating to see the different approaches, the myriad of lessons that commentators and preachers have voiced. One of these, there are, is what I would say there are five lessons or five gospels that I believe are part of the deep spiritual teaching that appear to be ultimate truths from the movie Barbie. So in no particular order, they are, first of all, the extremes of masculinity and femininity are damaging to everyone. Emma Ginsberg says that by showing extremes of conventional masculinity and femininity through Barbie and Ken, Barbie Land and Kendom, Gerwig exposes the fact that neither is healthy. True humanity exists between the binary for everyone. Second, your uniqueness is what makes you special. During Barbie's journey of self-discovery, she learns to embrace her quirks and idiosyncrasies, realizing that her true value lies beyond her physical appearance. This powerful lesson reminds us to celebrate what makes us unique and individual rather than trying to fit into society's unattainable ideals. Embracing our authentic selves allows us to shine brightly and make a meaningful impact on the world around us. Next, we find, we find ourselves in the company of others. Barbie finds solace and camaraderie in her heartwarming alliance with a diverse group of kindred spirits. These newfound friends value her for who she truly is, appreciating her personality, creativity, and kindness, rather than judging her based on her superficial traits. This is a reminder to surround ourselves with people who uplift and support us unconditionally, creating a chosen family of genuine connections. Such meaningful relationships can empower us to overcome challenges and reach new heights in our personal growth. The next, the fourth, is really the most theological of all of them, and that is that we are in a state of co-creation with life itself. This idea that is that we are working in tandem with the universe to create the life that we desire. We see this in the second meaning of Barbie and the ghost of her inventor, Ruth Handler. You see, as Barbie's creator, Ruth knows her purpose more than anyone. The two walk away into this white space that basically is the equivalent of heaven. And Ruth asks Barbie if she is really ready to take on everything that comes with humanity, including mortality. 
They touch hands in this moment reminiscent of Michelangelo's creation of Adam of the Sistine Chapel. And in this moment, in this one moment, Ruth passes on all of the memories and the feelings Barbie will have as a human. A scene where Gerwig manages to encapsulate the emotional, the emotional scope of girlhood through a short montage. And last, speak your truth. In one of the most captivating moments of the film, Gloria, played by America Ferrara, speaks her truth with such intensity that it literally shakes the Barbies out of the trances that they slipped into after the Kens took control. Now, this monologue sermon happens on the mount of all places, up high. And if you haven't read it or heard it, I encourage you to check it out. I'll give you just a little bit of a snippet. Gloria says, it is literally impossible to be a woman, as she's speaking to the Barbies. You are so beautiful and so smart, and it kills me that you don't think you're good enough. Like, we have to always be extraordinary, but somehow we're always doing it wrong. You never have to get old. You never be rude, never show off, never be selfish, never fall down, never fail, never fear, never get out of line. It's all too hard. It's too contradictory, and nobody gives you a medal or says thank you. And it turns out, she says, in fact, that not only are you doing everything else wrong, everything wrong, but also everything is your fault. Gloria, almost at the top of her lungs, says, I am just so tired of watching myself and every single woman tie herself into knots so that people will like us. And all of that, all of that is true for not just for dolls representing women, and I don't know what is. For many women, myself included, this monologue is a point where our humanity, our realness, is seen. It is the place that our 16-year-old exchange student said she felt heard. And it is one of the multiple places when my husband found this movie to be hard. You see, as a transgender man who tried for 36 years to cram himself into a female box, he has lived from both sides. How brutally real that truth is. So in this moment, in this 331 words on the mount, the plight, the experiences, the reality for so many come into crystal clear view. There, displayed on the screen, surrounded by pink, Truth was spoken. 
And so there is a gospel here. There is one more source of wisdom for those of us looking for answers as we seek our source for some divinity, definitive. There are real, undeniable criticisms of the Barbie movie as an advertising piece for Mattel, as glossing over very real problems of racism and a myriad other concerns. And at the same time, at the same time, its core messages have reached and empowered and even enlightened people in ways that they did not expect. Any form of media, be it print or music or movie or social, has the ability for just one person to feel seen, to feel real in a powerful, is a powerful and meaningful gospel. Even if that movie or if that comes as the gospel according to Barbie. Blessed be 